The best fried chicken in Texas. Rody's Country Fried Chicken. Texas born, Texas raised. A chicken joint with 35 years of service to our community. Thanks to our loyal customers and social media followers. Come try the best gizzards in Texas, the best tenders in Texas, and the best chicken in Texas. Call us at 830-773-9189. 830-773-9189. Don't forget, we have curbside service and delivery by DoorDash. Or find us on Facebook, Rodie's Chicken. R-O-D-E-E-S Chicken. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. The best fried chicken in Texas. Rodie's Country, Country Fried, fried Chicken. chicken. And so we have a band by the name of Pathways, uh, P-A-T-H-W-A-Y-S. And we have John and Kyle of Pathways as uh, our guests uh, for this episode of That Metal Interview Podcast. With myself, James, a big hello to you guys, uh, to all the rockers, headbangers, to all the supporters of the podcast. I truly appreciate that, man, and it uh, means a lot. And don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel um you know ring the bell and all that and share and like and you know you guys know the trail so anyways so these guys have a new single they have a new song a new video uh great old ones uh very very cool stuff very very awesome shit oh uh, very awesome good shit and they speak about uh their slight change in direction i guess just for this one song and uh, uh they still maintain that they will uh, remain heavy for those fans asking, for the Pathways fans asking uh, why the change of, uh, I don't want to say style, but, you know, a slight change. It's, to me, it's all badass music. To me, it's all cool. I'm only, I'm only speaking uh, what I hear and read uh, and comments and, you know, this, this and that, reviews and all that. So anyways, these guys got featured on uh, Metal Injection, our friends at Metal Injection. Uh, anyways, and uh, there's a buzz going on on Pathways, so you guys uh, check it out, you know. Uh, there's a link uh, under the video and all that so you guys can uh, uh, support Pathways, you know, buy some merchandise, support the band and uh, go check them out live whenever whenever they start playing live. So John and Kyle grace us with some time. They speak of great old ones, the video and all that, and they speak of their equipment and all that. So anyways, uh, for those uh, fans, for those metal fans that are not sure and are not familiar with Pathways, Let's spin the video, Great Old Ones. Here is Great Old Ones by Pathways. Enjoy, we'll be right back. Is 
man crushing bass crushing drums crushing badass vocals the whole deal is crushing and i'm digging pathways and i'm sure a lot of people are digging pathways and so the buzz continues and uh let's go ahead and check out our interview with our friends from pathways uh john and kyle so uh let's enjoy this interview on our podcast with John and Kyle of Pathways. Enjoy, guys. Yeah, we're just kind of getting back into the swing of things now after a little high sure. stuff, but we're just kind of jump-starting everything right now with that new single, Great Old Ones, and just kind of mm-hmm. keeping it going from there. Got a couple more releases planned for well, just about every month, every other month, up until our um, big album release later in the fall. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. keeping active. 
let's go with the first question. Uh, of course, let's talk about the single, right? Of course, uh, the great old ones. Did you guys write is this stuff as a band, or or who wrote the song? How, how do you guys go about uh, writing music, or? Yeah, um, that's definitely a good question for us because it's, it's very unorthodox, I think. So I think a lot of bands, traditionally, they get together and like they jam things out and they just kind of write and maybe they start with a riff and then they take that one riff and they go somewhere else and maybe the singer has a couple, couple ideas for some hooks. We primarily, I mean, since the pandemic, we use software, we use programs and we just kind of send it between each other. We use this one called Guitar Pro and it kind of organizes all of our MIDI ideas and stuff like that so I can send a quick little riff idea to Kyle and then maybe we could send that to Will, the drummer, and then once that's kind of written and we have kind of a skeleton, then we could send that to the vocalist and then he'll say something like, hey, maybe we shouldn't repeat the verse too long or maybe we should cut this section here or hey, I was envisioning kind of like an acoustic thing or like, you know, a heavy section here. And it just kind of goes based off of that, just kind of building blocks. Very cool, very cool. So uh, what's behind the name Pathways? What, what's going on there? Whose idea was it also? You know, it was also, um, it was one of those things, to be honest, it's not even that exciting of a story. So uh, I was sitting down with one of the original singers and then he wrote down maybe eight band names and I kind of just picked it out of the hat. But then I kind of thought about it after a while and I was like, okay, there is meaning about it because it's like the interconnectedness to connect one thing to another thing. And that's kind of what we're doing within the music. We're just finding different kind of cross genres to cross paths, if you will. So it kind of turned into more of a meaning rather than in the beginning it was just kind of a, a random thing <laughs> yeah how I kind of thought was like uh, in that description you had John was that uh, you know four different musicians from four completely well just yeah. uh, completely different genres and stuff like so I'm kind of more like like funk and rock that's kind of what I've been doing the last couple years in bands around Seattle and then John's more metal but he also likes classical music, all that, and then our, our drummer, Will, is very into R&B. That's where he cut his chops. Really? And so we all have these kind of different, um, you know, interests and genres, and then they all come together through our different pathways, heading to one spot, and there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So like a little bit of blend of like a little bit of everything, and I think that's what was really, really sick about writing this tune with, um, with the boys, is that it, this really, really shows our... Uh, shows off our other interests, our other musical interests and stuff like, like the verses. Like I honestly think like the verses in Great Old Ones are probably my favorite thing in the song, just because they're so creepy, crawly, like a nice like trap hip hop bass type of thing. Yeah. You know, but it, but it doesn't sound straight up hip hop. It doesn't sound straight up just like something you'd see on MTV. But it takes elements from that, and I think that kind of makes it more accessible to someone's ear that doesn't really listen to heavier music or anything but they would be able to pick out something like that that they like you know makes it a lot more sure. fun that's, yeah that's cool that, that explains the the whole sound of the band right there the, all the different uh, influences and right so uh yeah just real quick uh, i'm a huge uh i guess we're all metallica fans i'm a huge metallica fan and <clears throat> there's a song Perfect. there's a song uh by the name of that thing that should not be uh, off of Master of Puppets, and they mention that lyric a lot. A great old one. Does it have anything to do with that, or, or is this? The... You know, uh, well, first off, I'm glad to hear that you're a huge Metallica fan. So am I. It's literally the reason why I'm here is because yeah. of like Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield, and 
that album, I swear, is my Bible. I remember getting it in high school, and I, dude, man, I can't tell you how many times I went to sleep listening to it. And the thing that should not be, oh my God, wow. I love that intro. And how you can hear Lars in the beginning, he says like, ah! <laughs> and then it's like, gang, 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 It's such a beefy riff. Like, even yeah. to this day, hearing that song, and James's vocals were so aggressive, face the thing that should not be. Oh, man. It's so fucking good. Um, but that's one of my favorite songs, actually. And no, there's no relation at all. Okay. But I would love to lie to you and say that there was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so cool, you guys man. Are gonna, you guys are going to hate me, but I'm actually not really that big of a Metallica fan. I only like yeah. a handful of songs, but uh, cool. I, can't, I can't get into it. I just can't do it. I like Megadeth, but I can't oh, yeah. do the Metallica. So, yeah, he's, he's a Megadeth guy, uh, um, uh, James, so we have a little, uh, we have a traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'm a Mustang fan too. I love Mustangs. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude is actually a huge inspiration. Just because, I mean, like the stuff that he went through. I mean, yeah. you know, his personal life and drug abuse, all that stuff, and getting kicked out of Metallica, all that. And then I don't know. It's just like that beautiful story of just like the underdog that's always just right up against, you know, tailing his competition and stuff. Always just trying to meet them hit for hit, you know, whenever they release an album or something. And he's always gauging how well he's doing. And I just, I don't know, I thought that was just like a beautiful story, you know. I know Great struggle. I know we're not talking about Pathways, but I mean, that guy, Mustaine, I mean, uh, there's an interview where, where they tell him, hey, uh, you sold 20 million records or whatever. And he's like, well, that's not enough. It's still not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, yeah, he's definitely got a lot of ambition for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can sell twenty million records and and say that's not enough? <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. He's yeah. pretty much. I mean, like, there's not that many like living rock stars that are still together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Metallica is one of them. You know, Meta- uh, Megadeth is as well. You know, at this point, we should be grateful for all the ones that are you know still kicking it. Now, uh, back to Pathways. You guys have a couple of EPs out there. Good stuff. Awesome stuff, by the way. Um, is there a full-length album uh, coming in the future? I know you were talking about it uh, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of what we've been doing. So we were silent for five years. And I, I know that seems like a death sentence, especially for like a younger band. Yeah. But it's like um, you spend a lot of time trying to coin a sound and trying to find your musical kind of identity, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard sometimes. It's hard to find the right people and to find the right sound. And it's like, how can you do metal that's like different, but also digestible? And there's a lot of different things to like consider. But anyways, a long story short, first single in five years, this is going to segue into the other releases, which is going to segue into the album. So to answer your question, yes, we do have an album. And this song, Great Old Ones, is going to be a single that's going to lead us into that. So we're going to keep releasing singles until the album comes out. Boom. Awesome. For the fans that don't know, where are you guys from? Are you guys from uh, the Washington area, the Florida area, or...? Yeah, so both, yeah. So um, me, John, John, and then Will, the drummer, were from Florida. And one day we just decided to pick up and move to the PNW. And now we're here in Washington. And that's where we met Kyle, who's the bassist, and then John Ayer, who's the vocalist. So half and half. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah, because I saw the wiki, uh, the Wikipedia, and uh, it says both, right? So cool. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, where, it says... Not- 
Yeah, go ahead. I guess it's accurate, so yeah. good enough. That's cool. Uh, a little bit older stuff sounds a little bit different. Uh, I heard the older pathways. It's similar. You can tell it's the same, the same, uh, the same ordeal. But uh, what? Why the change of of? Uh, I don't want to say genre or style, but there is a little tiny change there. Uh, why the change? You know, I think that's more of kind of a rebranding thing in general. You know, after you're silent for so long, you want to come back and you want to come back a little bit different. You know, I I don't know. Sometimes for my favorite bands. Like for Metallica, for example, if they decided to release another Master of Puppets, yeah. I would not be mad. But is that what they're going to do? Most likely not because they grew and, and they, they have different influences and they've just grown and matured ever since then. And that's kind of where we're at. So we like to feel that we've matured a little bit in the music aspect where we have a new lineup as well. So there's only two original members, basically. It's just me and Will. And then the newest member is Kyle and John Aaron. So we have... A lot of it is pretty much around the vocals. So the vocalist, a lot of the music is catered around him. So he has a specific key that he sings in. He has a specific style and genre of influence. So it's kind of a lot to do with the vocalist rather than just writing metal music and having someone scream over it. We kind of have to do a little bit of... Um, organization with it yeah and you know what too um me kind of being like an outsider coming into this and like listening to the older stuff compared to um well let's just compare it to like great old ones the new thing the single that just came out great old ones that one is definitely not as hard as the last album i'd say but it's definitely more groovy it again has like a lot more uh, different mm -hmm. genres and stuff, different elements in yeah. it and all that. But I, I'm, I can assure you that when the new album comes out, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna hit a lot harder. I mean, way harder. <clears throat> but it, it also, it is still like the, the new album is, it's different. Okay. Uh, but but it still like has those, those heavy elements and stuff. I mean, just what you'd want out of a gent song, you know, nice heavy metal stuff, great chugging rhythm guitars and stuff like. When that album comes out, I think that'll um, that'll reassure a lot of people. And, and plus, like for our, for our next single that's coming out here pretty soon, that one's going to be really, really hard too. Oh, really? Much heavier. And I think that's going to reassure our fans and all that that hey, we still got it. We can still kick ass. Okay, like yeah. that last one's just like a little teaser, but we're going to come back swinging and it's going to freaking. We have out. balls, I swear. They're there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they're still there. Yeah, yeah. So well here's a, a strange question do you guys feel you have to be heavy or or do you, do you guys feel free to to record uh differently or some heavy and some you know tool or whatever do you guys feel you have to be heavy all the time or yeah that's, that's actually a really good question and uh we're kind of split down the middle with that so we come from heavy heavy backgrounds almost even deathcore where it's just like really low tuning on the eight string guitars yeah. to break down lots of screaming and um you'll see it sometimes like with uh with great old ones you'll see it in the comments some people um to, to be honest it's like 80 percent people saying i like the new direction i support these guys and then there's like 20 percent that's like yo fuck these guys these guys are clowns i like the heavy stuff only i don't want any of this pussy shit and they'll say that and there's always going to be that so but to answer your question even further I like heavy, and I like being heavy, and I don't like just completely changing it to going like light and just like more soft metal, because that's not 
all about, in my opinion. Metal is kind of more about aggression, and after all, we are a metal band. Um, so that's where the album comes in. And like we said earlier, there is balls yeah. on the album. Uh, this one was just like, what we wanted to do is this. We want to introduce this light single. And then the next song is going to be a little bit heavier. And then a song after that is going to be like rip your face off, um, back to the heavy. So again, to answer your question, it's just both uh, heavy and soft. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think too, once we, um, as we get into writing new tunes and all that, like, of course, we're a metal band. We're going to write heavy stuff. That's what I like. But I, I do like that with our new direction now is that we do have a chance to kind of get like, um, I don't know, a little groovier without losing that kind of fundamental heaviness that we really, yeah. really like. That's I mean, after all, we're, no, we're musicians in the end, you know what I mean? We, we want to be good at our craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and make it fun, you know? So. Of course. So, so what do you guys listen to uh, when you're not holding <laughs> a guitar or a bass? What do you guys uh, kick back with? What's your playlist? Literally everything that is probably not metal these days. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, grew up listening to Metallica, I still jam Metallica, still my playlist. Um, basically it was our first four albums between um, Kill em All, Red to Lightning, uh, Master of Puppets, Injustice, Black Album was one of my favorites. I jam that all the time, mixed with like Beethoven and Bach. And that's what I listen to is John. Kyle, you can go next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn, John's a... You listen to all the good ones. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of like everywhere too. Of course, like, um, honestly, last year I went through a huge thrash metal phase where I was just like Municipal Waste and um, Megadeth and all that. And right now I'm on to, um, I was on the house music and stuff for a little bit and like um, a little bit of like EDM type of stuff, not full on, you know, raver glow, glow sticks and, um, you know, DMT and stuff, nothing like that, yeah. But um, but that I was pretty big into, just like the groove, the feel, kind of sounds like Forza Motorsports, the video game, whenever you're doing anything. And then, um, and, but, but right now, I have been loving this Oingo Boingo album from back in 1985, uh, It's a Dead Man's Party. But I've just been loving these like 80s, old 80s synth songs and stuff, pop songs. Um, they just, uh, you, you know, they program all these um, bass sequences and stuff on a keyboard and mm-hmm. stuff, or like on a, yeah. on a Yamaha DX7. And because they're just programming it, it's not like an actual bass player. I mean, they get so funky. And honestly, like, if I hear something that I really, really like, I'm going to learn it. And that's pretty much what I've been doing with all these 80s songs and really just like, I don't know, but it's like something like I'm definitely going to be taken from this Oingo Boingo album, learning some of their bass songs, and then just like putting that into some of my own stuff, you know? Wow, did you know that Danny Elfman, the composer, like with Tim Burton, was in Oingo Boingo? No, what? Yeah, I swear to God, Oingo Boingo what? is Danny Elfman. He's the one who wrote like the Batman theme, and like he did uh, Edward Scissorhands. He's like all those Tim Burton movies. He's the guy in Oingo Boingo. Oh, didn't, wait, is he the singer, or? I'm oh. not sure, but I know he's a member of Oingo Boingo. <laughs> oh, man, if he is, he's a funny-looking dude, but, oh, I love that guy now. Holy shit. That's funny. Well, I, yeah, I, I that's, didn't that's know hilarious. that. I learned something today. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning about Metallica. We're learning about Oingo Boingo. You know, there wow. you go. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that and Scritty Politi. That's all I've been on to, but, yeah, I'm, I'm done there. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, yeah, Oingo Boingo, all the 80 stuff. Oh, yeah. I did not know that about Oingo Boingo. Oh, cool. All those movies and all that. Yeah, look at that. The more you know. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the info. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Danny Elfman's the, the shit. By the way, Mike, what else do you listen to besides Metallica? Gotta ask. Or, I'm sorry, James. Me? Oh, you wouldn't believe it, man. I listen to anything, anything in between that has distortion or, or, uh, oh. I mean, you know, before I met death metal or metal, I used to listen to Poison and Bon Jovi and, you know, Firehouse mm -hmm. and all that, you know. And nowadays I just listen to anything, you know, D-Side, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Pathways, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, hey. Motley Crue, you know, everything in between, Sabotage, uh, Megadeth, you know, everything really. Right. I, I don't really uh, discriminate metal mm -hmm. or any of its subgenre. So, you know, I kind of enjoy everything, you know, so everything's good. If you listen to everything, everything's good, you know. I saw you have the uh, White Snake guy on, um, and that's kind of in the genre that you were talking about, like back in the day, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, Michael Devin and uh, Joel Hoekstra. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So good. They're, like, he's, they're like such talented musicians. Like, so good. The White Snake guys are so good. And you know what? Uh, um, they're so down to earth, you know? <clears throat> they're, uh, mm -hmm. I w you would think they're big heads or, or, you know, like rock stars or whatever. And they're just sure. cool, you know, a conversation just like this. You know, they're real down to earth and uh, they got their own agenda and whatever. And uh, the real cool people, you know, big shout out to them if they're listening to, to this interview yeah, yeah. with uh, Pathways. Uh, you know, Joel Hoekstra from White Snake and uh, Transiberian and Michael Devin, awesome bassist, also, you know, White Snake. Mm -hmm. That just makes it like so much better, you know, when you meet one of your heroes or one of those dudes you look up to and they're actually super cool. Like, you know, I, I know I've had that happen before where it's just like someone that's like, you want them to be like, you know, at least like say, hey, cool. But instead they're like down in, your, in their phone and stuff and don't want anything to do with you. I mean, I totally get it, but like, come on. Just a little bit, but but if they just like talk like that, that's so cool, man. Makes you love their music and stuff a little bit more. Yeah, the humbleness is what draws you in, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've I've had one. Uh, I can't say names, but I, I've had one interview where uh, I I ran into a big head, like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want to say I had a hard time, but it was kind of tough, you know. He was a he was a tough cookie, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, you said you only had one. I'm surprised there wasn't many more. <laughs> right? Right? Well, yeah. one and a half. One and a half. There was another guy. Yeah, one and a half, yeah, so. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, you got a pretty good ratio, I'd say that. I think, you're, um, I think I saw that you're on season two. Is that what you're calling it? Are you calling them seasons? Because I know the first one had six yeah. episodes, right? Yes, yeah, season one, season two. Yeah. Well. Uh, how many seasons are you trying to go for? Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. So, Till, till I get banned for, from the internet or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, 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 good. Yeah, well, uh, let's keep going here. Uh, I was going to ask a question. Uh, we already talked about influences, and uh, have you guys met any rock stars? Oh, yeah. Um, man, like, uh, we got a chance to play Warp Tour, and we play Warp Tour at the end of every single Warp Tour. There's, like, this barbecue. Um, so we got to hang out, you know, with, with some of these other bands and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. Um, got a chance to meet a lot of the people like in our genre, like the August Burns Bread guys and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to meet Riff Raff, but I didn't get a chance to. He wouldn't come out of his bus. But um, oh, wow. yeah, so I mean, outside of seeing bands live and like maybe paying for like a backstage thing, uh, that was my first experience with like actually like playing with some of the the bigs in, in my experience for sure. I've got to. Uh, what was it? 
just I briefly met one of the B-52s in one of the other bands Ooh. that I, w- I was in for a while. We opened up for them at a festival. Wow. And um, just like briefly saw him and stuff. He was super nice, but they had just like, um, um, they, they just flew in, just got picked up from the airport, dropped him off at the venue. And it was like that two or three minutes before they were about to go on. I was just like, oh, oh, excuse me. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, hey, you play the chorus. Oh, nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. Okay, have fun. And, I mean, they're totally really nice and stuff. But, yeah, only, show, only were there for three minutes, went up, played a set for about an hour and a half, and then they were gone quicker than they even got there. So, wow. So That's a rock like star that. thing. Like, you show up, you play, you leave. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, didn't even touch the catering. Like, they're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like, a little small band like us were just sitting in the back, and the whole backstage area was just us. It was so funny. All the catering and, like, free massages and stuff, and we're like, we don't deserve this. <laughs> we're not the B-52s. I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy. So what's your uh, best gig? And give us your worst gig. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll, I'll go first on this one. So my best gig was definitely a Warped Tour, for sure, because, you know, you're just playing to the masses. So that was really fun. First experience on, like, a big level. Worst gig, uh, we had an- another bassist um, that had very, very long hair. It was, like, down to, like, maybe chest. And um, we were throwing down on stage, going up and down, headbanging, and then my guitar got caught in his hair. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so we were, I was going up, he was going down. We weren't even in sync with our headbands. We weren't looking cool. And the stage was very tiny. It was like some bar. And then I didn't even know that his hair or his entire head was stuck on my guitar. And then I kept going down and up, and he was going up and down with me. And it was just a nightmare, and it was got on video. And uh, it, it was just like he was bleeding at one point, and then he like fought through it. And then after that... It it was just like, I, I couldn't wait to get off the stage. I was like, I'm done after this. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, wow. What a story there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Too bad too bad you didn't rip out a good patch to keep on your head. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you scalped somebody with your eyes. You know? Yeah, that was my worst show. I've never I've never fallen on stage. I've always, like, I've always met people, and I always ask them the same question. I was like, have you ever, like, you know, ate shit on stage where you, like, fell on your face or something like that? <laughs> Every time I play, though, I always get very close. Like, I'm always like, okay, this is the time where I'm def- I'm going to, like, eat shit. I'm going to fall off. I'm going to, like, you know, break something. But I always get so close. So close. Yeah. Definitely have those oh shit moments before like that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, golly. Okay. Probably probably the worst one I've had was, uh, uh, it, it was at a festival two summers ago up in Darrington, Washington, Summer Meltdown. And, um, and so, like, we had a set about, like, midday and stuff, and it was, like, on this stage, it's, like, outside, open area and stuff, beautiful little scenery. And um, so we didn't even think of this, but, you know, the sun is, like, directly down on the stage, <laughs> directly on us. And so my guitarist had a, had a laptop and all that stuff set there so, you know, he could run the set. So we get playing, we're about, like, two, three songs in deep. Everything's going good. And then all of a sudden... I was like, the tempo's changing, and my drummer is going wild back there. So oh, I turn around. No. So I turn around, and I'm trying to, you know, make it obvious, like, hey, why are you fucking up right now? You're off. And so, like, <laughs> and then he's just, it's not, it's the pointing at his in-ears and stuff. I'm like, oh, yep. no, 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 And I mean, just like, just like peaks and valleys. I mean, the tempo was just like a roller coaster, fast and slow, fast and slow. Get the song done. And then um, my guitarist also sings. He's just like, oh, hold on, with this one sec, everybody. Anyway, the computer was in direct sunlight, and then it was overheating. 
So it's like something with oh. a hard drive or something, but like, so it was causing it to speed up and screwed up our set. So we had to go on like two or three songs without the computer and the roadies, God bless them. God bless every roadie ever. <laughs> but um, they came up with a box and tape and came up and put a little shield in front of our computer and stuff so it's out of the sun. And we knew uh, right away what it was. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They were they were so cool about it. And like, even got us a fan and stuff and put it on there. And I mean, it, the worst part of it was just like there was three minutes. Probably three minutes doesn't sound very long, but it's that's an, an eternity. eternity when you're on oh, stage. Oh my god. Yeah. That is an eternity. A, a just feeling like an idiot staring at your feet. <laughs> you can only and you can only tune so many times. Like, well, what am I gonna do? And, uh, you know. Oh yeah. You're talking about like, distracting like the audience by tuning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, 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 I'm too busy. I'm not performing because I have to do something and make some fake adjustments on the amp or Classic. something like that. Yeah, oh, my God, that hurts. That is some cringe, so. Whoa. The worst part was, was, it wasn't even your fault. It was the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, oh, God, nothing you can really do about it. But, you know, those are just things you never think of. So if we ever do an outside gig again, I am bringing a box. <laughs> and a fan and a fan yeah <laughs> so god bless all the roadies <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. what this story's about it's all about the roadies yeah for real I'm sure I'm sure they're the unsung heroes exactly <laughs> oh yeah for sure are. they don't get the credit they deserve yeah for sure oh no there was a quick story nice. where people don't know what musicians go through huh there's a yeah. I interviewed the guy from Firehouse uh, uh, Bill Leverty and mm -hmm. he, he said he fell through he Almost fell in a hole on stage. <laughs> yeah. So, and then one of his legs uh, uh, saved him. You know, he he hit his knee or shin or something, and that's what saved him from falling through or some shit. And he was bleeding and. <laughs> oh God! That's but a, you know what? That makes for a good story. For at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like you know, like Dave Grohl when he he broke his leg during a performance. I saw that, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, so then he just, like, took a break for a second and came back on after a few minutes and just had his leg up on a on a little perch, and he just sat down, played, and sang the song. Dude, nobody does that anymore. There was a good meme where it was, like, comparing him to, like, Justin Bieber canceling a couple shows because he had, you know, some, uh, you know, a cold or something like that. So. Dude, again, Dave Grohl, one of the, one of the like, uh... One of the main rock stars that are still around, you know? I can only name, like, maybe, um, like, yeah. 10, 15 that are, like, still, like, doing it right, and he's one of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that are still current. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he definitely is. So. Relevant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, can you guys talk about your personal equipment? See what you guys use on stage, or? Oh, I'm so glad you um, Me and Kyle both use the uh, Axe Effects. It's like this um, preamp um, effect processor. And um, pretty much everything in one, you know, it's like uh, we hook everything up to the computer so we don't have to do the tap dancing with the foot pedals and stuff like that live. Um, and it comes in handy because we can, all the tones that we use on the album, we can actually use and program it in the Axe Effects because it's, it's this modeler. So it means that it can model all the components and circuits of like a real amp. It's like this digital thing. And it does like these cabinet models and it's pretty much like state of the art. It's really advanced, it's good stuff. And me and Kyle can um, use the MIDI controllers, which means that we can, depending on the part of the song, we can actually switch effect patches to whatever we want. Like if I want like a lead guitar tone, 
it'll just switch automatically for me because it'll be based off of the computer tempo to the song. Or if I want like a really tight rhythm, really spanky sound, it'll go to that. Or if I want like a loose like guitar chord, um, really nice clean sound, it'll go to that. And I don't have to switch it at all. Um, so that's kind of cool. And um, I know me and Kyle both use that. Outside of that, I use primarily Ibanez guitars. And that's basically my rig. And then I go into like a Mesa cabinet. That's nice. simple, actually. Cool. You bring that Mesa cab with you live, right? Yeah, it's literally just like the Axe FX. Mesa cab, guitar, nothing else. Maybe a, a power amp, but that's it. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we pretty much have the same setup now. But, I mean, besides no. mine, I have the, I have the big... 8x10 refrigerator by Ampe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have that monolith and then, um, and then Dingwall bass, which is my dream guitar. It really is. It really, really is. Everyone always, yeah. wants, you know, they always have like, oh, they want the Warwick or the Fancy Pants Fender or all this, but no, I got the Dingwall because they're the only company that's making any sort of innovation on bass. Yeah. Instead of just like making P-Bass copies all the time. But yeah, they, they freaking rule. Them and Ibanez, I got a lot of respect for them too. I grew up on Ibanez gear, actually. I've owned like six or seven of their guitars in the past. Yeah, we, we have big instruments though, uh, James. So like yeah. Kyle, a normal bassist is a four string. Kyle plays six string bass. And a normal guitarist does six or seven string. I do eight string guitar. So our instruments are, they're kind of like, they're lookers for sure. Like when people see them, they're like, why do they look like a Frankenstein thing? <laughs> and it's, it's specifically because we want it, we want that extra bit so we can go lower, you know? Um, it helps, it gives you more range and stuff like that. Is that the reason uh, for the eight string or seven? Because of the low? Yeah, pretty much. So the reason why Kyle has a six string bass and I have an eight string guitar is, you know, it doesn't, it is for the low and the heaviness. It means we can tune lower yeah. uh, without the strings being very like wobbly so that we can go really, really low tuning with really tight strings. Um, but I also like how you can play anything with it. Like you can play blues on it. It doesn't have to just be, you know, metal. But um, I just like having that, that freedom of being able to do uh, more stuff. Plus, to be honest, like it, it looks so cool. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're very heavy. Like no joke, like my eight string weighs just as much as like two six strings. <laughs> and so whenever I get off stage, like my, my back hurts, like no joke. It, <laughs> it is not a good feeling. This thing is heavy. And I'm sure Kyle's six string bass is way heavier. But um, I think the main reason behind it is just for more versatility. It's just so cool to have like that extra two strings that you can just do more with octave stuff. Just whatever you want, really. It's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah and also the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, what's really, really cool, too, about Great Old Ones, a new single, is that you can really hear the blend of John's eight-string guitar work on the rhythm on the rhythm guitars. You can hear that blending really well with that dingwall bass, and those dingwalls have a very signature sound. It's all over all the periphery albums, and now, like, all the metal players and stuff are coming into these things as they get bigger and stuff, but, yeah, it, it really... I just love that sound with the rhythm guitars. I saw a video of yours. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, Great Old Ones or, or or some video I saw with you guys. And I saw that eight string guitar and the, the big old bass and all that. Man, I was like, wow, cool. I mean, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I mean, we don't see that with Metallica or Megadeth, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's like boat paddles, huh? Things yeah, like playing like yeah, yeah. They're silly looking. They look funky for sure. They look crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's but. Also a bunch of bands, uh, a bunch of bands use them, of course. I'm just saying, uh, you don't see that, you know, James Headfield with uh, one of those guitars, or 
<laughs> or Ellison or Mustang or one of those guys. But uh, cool. Uh, so uh, what's on your bucket list uh, for each one of you guys? Oh, Kyle, you want to go on this one first? <laughs> bucket list as far as what we talk, just anything? Just life or are we talking instruments or? Uh, whatever goal you might have or, or something you want to do. <laughs> be financially stable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> financially stable. Isn't that just everybody's? Right. Um, man, I, honestly, like, it's a bit of a short-term goal, but, like, I just want, like, this summer to be, like, just fucking kick-ass. Right. Like, I want, I want shit to come back so we can actually play some shows. I want to get back into doing that. One, because, man, there's just, like, a high that you get, you know, a real real sense of confidence that you get whenever you do a show and then you know just to say to yourself even if no one's at that show or anything like that but you played really really well or whatever it is you know it's just something like as soon as you're done it's just like yeah man that's that's, that's what we call a big dick day it's like yeah fuck yeah man i'm feeling feeling on top of the world because of that really want more of that awesome. i'm excited to play with these guys play with pathways live like actually playing a metal band that alone is a bucket list of mine honestly I've only been in like funk and rock bands around Seattle and now to actually have like a metal band with a guitarist that is like actually pushing my skill and making me better is freaking sweet and then also just like summertime like I want to make up for all that last time lost time from last year and like got this new truck I want to go take this sucker off-roading I'm going to get into some crazy sweet places and stuff and then I don't know, it's going to be a busy year, but, like, I'm ready to make it my bitch and come back swinging, so. Right. Yeah, honestly, right same, same thing here. The same thing as Kyle's, really. I just, I'm, I'm waiting for everything to reopen again. I'm waiting to, not only for us to play shows, which is definitely invigorating and fun, and, you know, it's good to channel our music. Well, that's a good thing about metal music is because, like, that's how you really channel it. A lot of it yeah. is, like, in the studio work, but, like, live is how you can channel it. Because, again, that aggression and it's, like, getting it out, you know, I just, I love that feeling. Uh, it doesn't matter who's there, but I just want to be able to be able to, like, look like a look like a monkey and go crazy on stage <laughs> and to just play the music. But, um... Other than that, I, I just want to get out and see other bands, too. Um, oh, yeah. I, I know that me and my mom, we had tickets to see Bon Jovi, yeah. and that was canceled, and she was, like, so devastated. She was like, no, John, like, this is my... She's been wanting to see Bon Jovi since the 80s, and, like, it was finally, <laughs> like, time, and I swear, and then, like, the pandemic hit, and then uh, Bon Jovi got canceled, and, like, I remember her calling me. She's like, so we're not seeing Bon Jovi, huh, John? And I go, not yet, but maybe he'll come back. And then I, like, my heart crushed when I heard her say, we're not seeing Bon Jovi. And I was like, no! <laughs> so, like, I want to be able to see other bands and stuff like that, um, you know, and just kind of get out. And I, I miss touring, too. I mean, we went on a, uh, our last tour was 30 days. And uh, that may not seem like a lot, but it is. It is, yeah. uh, Being on the road, you know, uh, for a whole month, like 30 days, uh, five people all in one van, all at one time. It can get annoying, but you know what? Like, the memories, like, it's worth it. And being on the road and seeing different states, what we did is we had this thing where every time we would hit a new state or a new major city, we would stop at the major state park, and then we would go hiking for a little bit. Um, and so that way we can kind of get a glimpse of everywhere we went. So we hit 28 states, so we went to 28 different state parks, and we got to see the nature, we got to talk to locals, I like meeting new people, stuff like that. So that's what I what I uh, am looking forward to again, for sure. Well, very cool. So, what's the future of of Pathways? What's what can fans expect next? Oh man, um, definitely 
a heavier experience, so we're not just limited to the goo sound, which is great old ones, even though we love that, and that's a versatile part of our sound. So they're going to expect new singles. They're going to expect a full length. They're going to expect um, two to three more music videos, probably even more. Um, they're going to accept new uh, merch. There's going to be new, like, tab guitar releases and stuff like that. A lot more activity. We are here to fucking stay this time. We've been selling for five years. We have all of this pent-up uh, material in us, and we're basically not going to stop until we can make this big, big, big wave. And that's kind of our, our, um, our mission statement, if you will. Awesome. Uh, would you like to send a message to uh, your fans listening to this podcast? Kyle, you want to take this one? Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for uh, for the support on the uh, on the on the new um, music video for Great Old Ones. That has been received so well, and we're so excited that everyone's been digging on that. And we honestly really, really can't wait to uh, show you guys what else we have in store. I think you guys are going to be uh, you guys are going to have a lot to go through. So it's going to be a busy summer. I'll go ahead and post up uh, your links under the video and all the. You know the the formats. Okay, can you guys uh, give your fans uh, the links for Pathways? Yeah, so we're on the Facebook, we're on the Instagram. It's just going to be facebook.com/pathwaysband. Same thing with the Instagram. We're on TikTok. We do have a um, merch set up through a Shopify, and all of that is available as well on the Instagram. So we're primarily using the Instagram and all the socials, even the Twitter, to reach out to all of our fans, and that's where our landing pages are, and that's where kind of um, it's like our hub to connect everything: the Spotify, the YouTube, the merch, and stuff like that. So Instagram and Facebook, Pathways Band, that's where we're at. And also, thank you to everyone, too, for welcoming us back, and also the warm welcome to some of us newer guys like me and John Air. So far, uh, we're having a pretty good reception for that, too. So yeah, not bad. It's, it's been great. Yeah. Excited to, excited to meet y'all, too. Holy cow. <laughs> it's good to have you. <laughs> well, you guys are doing great. You guys are, whatever formula you're using or whatever, it's, it's working. And uh, there's a buzz going around on Pathways, and uh, wish you the best of luck, guys, and uh, hope to see you on the road soon, you know? Yeah, thank you so much, James. You're actually a fantastic interviewer. Uh, like, oh, thank you. you. Listen, and like, you're, I love your influences, and I love the people you've interviewed, and like, I can tell you have a passion for this. So, like, awesome. this is this has been a pleasure for us for sure. Thank yeah, you. honestly, thank you for taking the time, James, and, uh, and getting back. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Really helping us out. It means a lot. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the comments and uh, compliments. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll see you on tour. I'm in Texas, so so I guess so, uh, we'll see you guys soon. You know. Hey, sure thing. Hey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll hit you up. We come down there. We'll terrorize your town. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I had a great time uh, speaking to uh, John and Kyle. Man, great, great guys. Uh, very down to earth and uh, great stories right there, man. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, uh, some stories uh, and our conversation really with uh, John and Kyle of Pathway. So don't forget to support those guys, man, uh, the band. And uh, swing by their uh, socials and uh, support them. Uh, uh, purchase some merchandise, you know. Uh, go out there and support them live as soon as uh, uh, more live shows start up again, you know. Uh, there are some live shows happening right now, but I'm not sure uh, when Pathways is going to start uh, booking stuff and all that. So, And I guess it goes for all all music, man. Go out there and support live music in general, you know, whether it's a, a pop band, whether it's a country band or whatever, you know. Uh, of course, this show is about metal and rock, so let's uh, support 
our bands, you know. So in this case, that's the port pathways. And uh, we thank John and Kyle for making time and uh, speaking of uh, their new single and their the future of the band and uh, the new guys in the band, of course, and all that. And they talk about their worst experiences also. That was a cool, a cool little bit there. So anyways, uh, let's keep going here and uh, be looking forward to our next episode. Uh, we have Brandon of Black Dahlia Murder. That will be happening on our next episode of Brandon of Black Dahlia Murder. So check that out, man. And amongst other interviews coming up in the future with some badass, badass bands as they all are in our eyes. One more time, thank you guys for subscribing and sharing our podcast. Uh, for myself, James, uh, we thank you one more time. So uh, don't forget to keep it metal. Keep it metal.